Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with uh, one of our guest mentors, uh, Alex uh, Daddy, who basically uh, comes to us from a background in, in tech and, and entrepreneurship. And, and uh, Alex, if you don't mind uh, introducing yourself and letting us know what you are doing now, and then we will get back to you uh, back in time and, and ask a little bit about more. How were you like as a kid? Uh, thank you for having me here, Lucky. Um, yeah, so my name is Alexander Luxidadi. Uh, funny enough, um, actually, my name is longer than that. As you know, probably <laughs> some Indonesian people, they have like such a long name. Right. So my real name is like Fitra Alexander Luxidadi Sudibio. And okay. the thing is like, uh, I'm, my real name, is, people call me Daddy. And that's not even my first name. It's somewhere in the middle of my middle name. <laughs> it's just like so weird. And then like, it's because it's too long, they cut it in the passport. So my middle name became my last name. And when I came here, when I say my name, daddy, people starting to get weird pretty quickly. Right. It's like, who's your daddy? I kind of think. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? My name is Alex from now on. There you go. There's a little bit of history of my name. Uh, so what I do now, um, other than probably like um, being neck deep into like crypto stuff uh, or blockchain, uh, or uh, I guess like learning my my, my uh, learning guitar, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about my guitar stuff. So uh, that's what I do usually uh, most of the time on the weekend. Uh, other than that, like I have a company called uh, Rose Rocket, um, and what we do there is we're building, I would say like the the future of trucking technology. Uh, we're building like a network of these freight participants, whether they're like shippers or trucking companies or brokers to be able to like collaborate with each other uh, in real time because the nature of the uh, how they work, it, they're already like very collaborative, but as it, it has to go through like the phone or email and whatsoever. So we're, bu- we're building those connective tissues so that they can uh, talk to each other. That's amazing. So I'd love to go back in time and, and talk a little bit about who uh, Alex, who daddy was uh, when, when he was a, a kid. So what was it like uh, growing up and uh, kind of taking us from that journey to, to where you are now? Ooh, okay. So back in time. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to go at earliest uh, before I moved to Canada. Okay. A little bit, a bit before that. Yeah. So I guess like a junior high, um, I don't think I'm like the uh, one of the, I'm not definitely not a sm- one of the smartest kids in the, in the class. I'm always like, just okay. Um, I think I always like kind of um, rely heavily on like my math skill because okay. like to me math, I don't need to memorize anything. I just need to understand what they do, how this becomes this. And then somehow I just, I can figure out like formula pretty quickly in my head, as long as I know the logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like basically a long way of me saying that I, I don't like studying. <laughs> I, only, I only like learning. I think that's probably it, it is. Like um, I just learned something today. <laughs> um, I think learning is underrated, uh, but Studying is overrated. I don't know. Right. Is that even like a, something that, that rhymes? Um, but I, I see there's like a difference between 
the education back in Indonesia uh, um, that I had back in Indonesia that like it's not effective like they they try to like put us into like a, a, a curriculum that nobody probably like interested in learning um, so they just have to memorize things they just need to get the grades and then they they graduate and then that's it the job's done right but like uh, I think for me I'm always drawn into like if I'm passionate about something I, I want to understand that thing and to the bone I, I will read books and everything like for example music like uh, back in the day like I would just buy books to just understand why music sounds so good right it's just like I'm always curious about like the why um, and try to dig deep into it just like how I'm so interested in blockchain right now it's just like every day I probably spend like a couple hours to just like read up on like how things work cool <clears throat> so, so what that, like, okay go ahead no, I was going to say, like, as you're growing up, so it sounds like that you were um, kind of the uh, smart, lazy kid in the sense that you want to kind of maximize while doing the, the least type type of work uh, in terms of like studying. Were, were you like a, a sporty kid? It sounds like you were more of a, the musical kind. Um, but it's, it's not like it doesn't sound like you're the, the studious type where, where you're doing a lot of uh, homework and stuff. Um, so, so music was in, in the mix. Uh, were, there, were there sports and other activities there? Yeah, that's all my life in Indonesia. It's just like sports and music. <laughs> okay. I play soccer pretty much like every day and also practice guitar a couple hours a day. <laughs> cool. cool. And, and was that mostly like on your own? Well, I guess you can't really play soccer on your own, but like were yeah. there a core group of friends? Was it more organized in terms of like um, like a team sport or is it just like kind of like, no, let's, let's just go to a, find a field and, and, and let's let's have at it? um yeah no there's a good question um i actually just realized something today too uh, i always like the aspect of like the community okay uh, especially when learning because like when you when you have a community community learning things together because like everybody don't know anything and then like uh, if you have a group of people who have like the same interest and then just like try to learn about something together it's always more fun and that's kind of it back in Indonesia. i feel like community of like soccer people who like actually practice to build their soccer soccer skill, hmm. um, and same with the uh, the guitar stuff. I have a, a community of like guitarists um, in my neighborhood, literally my my neighbor, um, and we learn guitar together. Like where we went through like all these hard time figuring out scales and all those things. It, it's just more fun. And then now that I think about it, like in here, I'm I also have like a group of like people. Uh, who also very interested in crypto and we're all like kind of some people are already know a lot of things some people don't but I like that aspect of just like having a community that we can just learn uh, from each other's uh, it doesn't matter what level you are and I I'm actually also enjoyed of like if some newcomer coming into the community uh, I can be a mentor I can like teach them and get them up to speed cool. it, it is kind of like something that I love doing uh, even until today, for for this crypto group, like for example, um, if there's a new member, I would schedule like an hour or two on the weekend to just like help them get ramp up. Um, yeah, that that's amazing. So sounds like like again that forever learner is in there. Um, and, and then tell us a little bit more about the, the influences of uh, like growing up and and what you were expected to do. So I don't know if. Uh, math is math's not really a career per se, right? And and parents don't necessarily want you to become a soccer player nor a guitar sensation, that sort of thing. Uh, but what were some of the influences that led you to kind of your 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 career path? 
I think my I think I'm blessed to have uh, my parents. Um, they don't really push me on any directions, but okay. they do have some sort of a I don't know what we call it like rule principles. I don't know. Okay. But for me, my like for example, my mom. Um, I think her teaching is all about um, take responsibility of your actions. So if you chose something, then you got to be responsible for it. Or if you do something, you have to be responsible for it. So at the end of the day, like my mom's kind of pretty liberal. I can be whatever I want type of uh, uh, thing. And then my dad is always about like, okay, well, you we will have a family. So you you have to be able to feed them. <laughs> sure. So, uh, and then uh, at the time I told my, my dad actually like, uh, I, I want to become a musician. And then my dad was like, well, okay. First of all, like, uh, how are you going to feed your family, right? And then second, <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to pay for your school because <laughs> I, I know you're not going to do well. Uh, I, I'm not going to invest something that's going to work out, something like right. that. Right? And then that, that is kind of the why uh, that, that's kind of lead me into uh, wanting to become a programmer because at the time I used to have like, a, I used to record music in, in, in computer. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm also already like drawn into like computer stuff. Like I did a little bit of programming here and there, uh, but just because my dad told me like uh, I couldn't go for music school, uh, <laughs> basically I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna become programmer, and then uh, I'm gonna make music software, or I'm gonna join a company that makes music software, right? And then I'm gonna be back with music. <laughs> so that was my thoughts. Uh, and then yeah, fast forward until today, I'm actually getting closer back to music because like uh, you know what? Like that, you're right. Now, uh, sooner, soon, probably, um, hopefully soon, like I'll be able to achieve like financial freedom and then I can go back to become a musician. And there's, there's a different way to get there. I know it takes longer, but like it's actually better, right? Um, compared to, let's say, I chose music as something that I would use to make my living, then I think I'm going to have a tough time. Right. Especially now COVID, like, I, oh, I, I don't know. How, I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> so, yeah, all the musicians must be struggling a bit now because obviously no live performances <laughs> and to do like a Zoom concert is not nearly the, the, the same thing, right? So um, can, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, kind of that that transition? So you're, I, I guess, in, in high school and your dad says, son, I'm not going to pay for music school. So you got to have to get uh, a, a, like some sort of reputable degree or whatever. And uh, you ended up, uh, I guess doing your, your schooling in, in, in Toronto um, and, and what was the kind of journey to select the, the place that you'd want to go to and like did you have other options along the way like different parts of the, the, the world that you were going to or was was Toronto and Canada always in the mix? It's funny I, I got a, a, I'm a bit embarrassed telling you this but <laughs> so uh, I actually didn't want to go anywhere I, I, was, I wanted to stay in Indonesia okay because I was chasing this girl ah, okay <laughs> Which is my wife now, actually. <laughs> so, good. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll, I want to stay in Indonesia. So, so but then uh, again, same thing. Like my, my mom and dad basically um, telling me that I have to go uh, abroad because like I will have a better education. They actually like graduated from university in, from the states, so okay. they know like um, this will help me set my life better in um, in the future. So they want me to go uh, abroad. And 
Uh, um, so I was adamant. I want to stay in Indonesia, blah blah blah. But then uh, my wife now, basically uh, the girl who was I was chasing back then, uh, rejected me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, fine, I'll go to Canada. <laughs> yeah, so we went to like some uh, education fair. Um, I, I wasn't motivated at all, really. Like uh, I was, I was just I went there with my parents. They they kind of like, okay, let's check out that booth over there. So I think there's a couple that we checked out, and then there was this. Um, basically, we uh, we came to a Seneca College booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what happened. We we just like register, and then next thing I know, um, I got the admission, and uh, I have to buy a ticket to Canada. Okay. Cool. So so it's really not much of a decisioning process. It was kind of like yeah. a, a one day. Okay, that that looks good. Uh, like uh, there's nothing kind of tying me back into. Uh, to, to to Indo, so so let let's kind of pick up everything and and go there. So so talk to a little bit about the the first couple of days, like maybe the, the transition process as you kind of landed in 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 Toronto and and starting up at, at Seneca. What was that journey like? Hmm. <clears throat> the journey was pretty interesting. Like it's definitely an, a learning experience. Like coming from Indonesia, uh, as you probably know, most people have like um, uh, made um, and yeah, we, we live pretty good over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then uh, when here, everything I have to do it myself. It's just okay. It's not the, it's not a big problem for me. But I think the biggest problem for me when I came here is really like finding those community, especially mm-hmm. like uh, music and and sports, uh, soccer. Um, I couldn't I couldn't find it. It, w- it was tough. Um, but I think like during that time, as I started like my programming, like. Uh, uh, programming uh, school um, I started to like really like programming um, that I think that's probably where I started like thinking that hmm, this is actually for me I, I like problem solving I like just logic um, and it, it was good like Seneca College was uh, was pretty good uh, if <laughs> funny enough like uh, after Seneca College like my parents told me like, oh uh, they just they just found out that Seneca only gave diploma. So my parents basically wanted me to have a bachelor degree, right? So they, they told me like, I have to, find, have to find a university, get a bachelor degree. I was like, okay, fine. And then uh, that's when I decided to go to Ryerson. But um, if I have to compare between like Ryerson and Seneca College, I actually, I actually learned more at Seneca College. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe this is because of my style of like learning. I like being practical. I like just just doing it rather than like reading manual. Um, I think like this is like, oh, people are different. Right? I think some people will, will like the more the academic stuff, like reading like papers and books and, and what's on. I like just doing it and then learn from mistakes. And that was Seneca, just basically coding, coding, coding. And then um, it was fun. Um, but when I get to Seneca, um, it was like all, a lot of them are just theories, like math, a little bit of coding here and there. Um, it wasn't fun. <laughs> it, was, it was almost just like, I need to pass this through. I just need to get the degree and then I'm done. 
so what was that process like? So your, your parents say, hey, go to Canada, get this, uh, get this Canadian degree. Oops, it's not a degree, it's a diploma. <laughs> so we, now you have to do this the, the other thing. So you, you make it through, through Ireland and, and you say it, it, it's not uh, as, as interesting and you kind of have to go through the motions. Like, what's that process like? Is it just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do it just to get to the end. Or was there like other things that kind of helped you along the way? Yeah, definitely. Um, just I just need to get the degree. That's it. Like, uh, um, <laughs> but during Ryerson, actually, I, I found something that kind of changed my life. Mm. Um, that something is the startup world. So during Ryerson, um, I think I'm on the second year. Um, there was this uh, this guy. His name is Bob. Um, he basically told me, "Hey, I'm gonna go to um, to San Francisco. I'm gonna try something there." And so, and do you want to come with me? I'm like, no, I can't. I'm I'm like international international student. I can't just go outside the country and go and and go to U.S. to work, right? And then this guy basically did that. And then a year later, he came back. He came back with a wealth of knowledge. It's it's amazing how like someone who just stayed in San Francisco for a year and came back becomes some sort of like someone who are just like people would just pay for, for his knowledge uh, or, right. or these. Um, the rate of learning over there is just exponential, especially if you're part of like the tech startup or, or you're working for a tech startup over there, it's just exponential. Whereas me in Larson, I didn't, I, I had, I just had to go through that year. Um, so this guy came back and then like basically tell me like, I, I have a company, like I'm, I'm partnering with like this friend, his name is Eric. Um, and then we're, we're going to start working in his garage um, and then we're going to build a Facebook game at the time of like 2003, four or something like that. Okay. Um, so that's where, that's where basically I learned about how cool startup is and there's so much things to learn. Uh, it, it, it's almost like I have to wear multiple different hats, which I like, okay. uh, like for example, um, you can't just like code. You just you have to pay. Uh, you have to pay attention to the marketing. You have to do. Uh, you have to think about the business as well. But I think the the most important thing that I learned there is like uh, I was fortunate. Eric, um, the guy who started the company with my friend Bob, uh, he was a very uh, analytical person. So he one day he he called me out. Like, hey Alex, like come here. Um, remember why I want you to build like this analytics tool? Okay, okay. here's why. So he he showed me like a. Look at this. There's a button over here on the left. Um, uh, it's green. Uh, I'm going to put it on the left. And there's another one. It's uh, some other color, I forgot what. And then it's on the right. And, and then I'm going to run like a marketing campaign on each one of these. And then we'll see what happens tomorrow. And look at the number of profit that we have today, right? Okay, I, I checked it out. I forgot what the number was. Let's just call it like $1,000 for that day. Um, so the next day, he ran that experiment for a day and then the next day he called me again. Hey Alex, check it, check this out. Apparently like people likes to click the button on the right. I don't know, I don't know why, but like the data shows me that. So now the next day I'm gonna make the button on the right for all the traffic. Okay, cool. I didn't, I, says, I still don't get what he wants to like tell me there, but like the, the next day after he ran the experiment, he came, he called me again, check this out. The revenue is like now $2,000. It's just like simple tweak like that that you can you can do based on the data, um, made me think, wow, this is cool. And and that's probably the day I said to myself like, this is 
what I want to do. Uh, and it's funny because like when you came from a, a country like Indonesia and you, you go to like abroad like Canada or, or US, like usually like you came with a culture where you want to join like a big company like Google, IBM. That's what I said. Like I said to myself, I'm going to work for IBM during those time in, in Seneca or, or early day in Ryerson before I knew Startup World. I'm going to work for IBM. <laughs> then after that day, no. Okay, startup is my world. That's awesome. So, so help us uh, continue on in the journey. So, so you've now, I guess you've graduated soon, right? And, and then you get hired by your friend's company who's helping with, with Facebook games. And uh, do you continue oh, on there? Graduated. Oh, that's before yeah. graduating. Okay. That's like um, on my third year or fourth okay. year. Um, yeah, because like he, um, Bob um, dropped out at second year and he came back a year or a year and a half later. So probably in my third or fourth year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so after graduated, um, you 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 had it uh, when you said when you said last time um, I'm I'm a lazy like just I want to uh, <laughs> like uh, that's what happened after I graduated I was being lazy all my friends were looking for jobs and I was like you know what I'm gonna write a script so I wrote a script uh, to just parse at the time there's no like uh, other job posting there's only like monster.ca or copolis and Kiji, no not even kijiji fake list <laughs> so uh, i built a script that I, I didn't know how to build it i just like uh, quickly just google and figure it myself like how to build like the script to parse like web application uh, web pages uh, and i started parsing through like uh, um, create list monster, monster.ca and workopolis and scrape everything put in the database this is also kind of like a way for me to learn because I like just learning while solving my own problem. Sure. Um, my problem at the time is looking for a job. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't want to do it. It sounds tedious. So I just wrote a script, um, put them all in, a in my own database and I built some sort of a filtering and, and, uh, and a user interface where I it's like a table. Um, I, I'm also pretty embarrassed to say this, that I didn't even read all most of the job description. I just <laughs> I just filter by like PHP, for example, and I click select all, and there's a button here that's basically sent resume and cover letter. But um, if the filter is basically PHP, the cover letter will be like uh, customized, tailored to like basically uh, emphasizing that I know PHP sure. and so on. And I even like like, uh, for example, um, when I filtered like .NET or something, I, I don't know how to do .NET, but like whatever. And I think that's also one of the things, like I, I never, <laughs> I lie a lot in resume. <laughs> lie not as in like, I don't know anything about it. I know something about it, but I'm not expert on it. But I would know if like people ask me question in, in the interview, but like, oh, what do you think about like this thing that you said in the resume, you know it. I would probably know how to like say like the pros and cons and like why I like it. And that's usually enough um, because to me, it's not lying because to me, I will learn about it pretty quickly. So if, as long as I just know like the high level of what this thing is, um, I will learn it uh, on, the, on, the, on the job pretty quickly. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. just know that. Yeah, and I think that's some of the challenges with the current job hunt process when someone puts 
PHP or .NET or whatever, what does that even mean? Like, are they an expert at it? Do they read a book? Did, did they just watch one YouTube video or have they been using it for the past like eight years or something like that? So uh, it, it's hard to know off a resume um, and then you have to get through the interview. But it sounds like you, you did pretty well for yourself. So, so after doing that, you, you went through the process and was it uh, like a long process? Uh, you, did your script work and you were able to land oh, yeah. something pretty well? <laughs> so the script, uh, yeah. So. After I ran it, uh, I get a job pretty much in less than two weeks, and I get three yeah. job offers. Um, so the and I also kind of like hacked this through. Um, this is like a, so why Combinator have this question about like uh, tell me about the time you hacked the system uh, to your advantage or something like that. So I put the stories basically. Uh, I did that that script that that kind of like. A number game because like I'm increasing my chance to get a sure. job just like mass emailing <laughs> all these like job posting, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, I, I I have like a several like job interviews, but I I I, I that's when I pick. I, I had three picks over there. Uh, the first one I went to interview, and then he uh, basically offered me. Uh, at the time, I think the, the kind of like the normal sa- salary is for fresh graduate is about like 35k mm-hmm. um, or something like that. So I, they offered me 30k and then uh, I was like, okay, cool. Um, let me think about that. And then the next job that I interviewed offered me as well. And then they offered me about, I think, 40 something. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one, actually. Um, I like this job. And I was like, okay cool um now the the third one uh they told me uh, they like me as well and then they offered me i forgot what that is but i told them like uh well they, they they're the one who asked me like uh what is your salary expectation so i'm like well i already got 30k and 40 something k um so i'm just gonna say 50k <laughs> <laughs> so i put 50k there and then they they actually gave me uh, 50k but then I won the second one. I won the second the second job who gave, who offered me forty um, something k. So I came back there and then told me, hey, like uh, I really want this job, and but the other one offered me fifty k. And they're like, okay, cool, we'll give you fifty k. So in the end, I got the job that I want and the salary that pretty much like none of my none of the people in my cohort will had that kind of salary. <laughs> That's amazing. So some of it is is uh, one is is a bit of that persistence and and well even though I, I called you uh, lazy uh, that's probably not the right word that the, the <laughs> right word is probably more uh, efficient <laughs> is, is is the right word to to use uh, because there is a lot of work involved but just in in a different sort sort of way uh, and and I think that that's amazing that knowing the numbers and having those opportunities then you can choose right and and then uh, you, you could potentially kind of negotiate your 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 salary in the sense that well when you have multiple offers uh, you can do that but when you're um, um, with with one offer or no offers, <laughs> you can't really be that much uh, more choosy. So, so so talk yeah. us through a little bit about now, now that you've graduated, you're starting work, your first job. How did it feel? Like it was, was this a, like a, this was a smaller company, I would imagine, not not the big giant companies. And then how did you progress over to starting uh, your own company? Because eventually you, you started uh, Rose Rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this job was a startup as well. Uh, the the, uh, the CTO who I had at the time for, for, for that first job is now actually working at, at Rose Rocket because he was like the best manager I've ever had. Nice. And I wanted him to to be in the team. Uh, so um, anyway, yeah. So um, I learned a lot in that first job, but I think this is back to like 
how I get here, um, how I founded Rose Rocket is probably also a number game because um, all my professional career, I have a full-time job. I always have, because of the, the, those people, Bob and Eric, after those, exper- after those experience on that summer, um, I always have like a, a side project on the side. Mm. And I guess that's why also I built those scripts because like uh, after after like that experience with Eric and Bob, like I keep on building stuff for myself because they're they're uh, the thing about them is like they're the type of people who would just do it. They don't talk too much. They're like, we have an idea, do it. We have an idea, do it. And 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 the the faster you do it, the faster you fail, or the faster you learn, or the faster you you pivot. Right. Yep. If you just keep thinking too much about, oh, what about this? What about the rat? Or what about if like if people sue us? I had like some of those startups who just like always think about like what if, what if? Right. <laughs> just never get there. So back to the number game. Um, so I always have full time job, and it's always like a, a freelance project or a startup projects. And one of the first startup project that I had in two thousand nine was with uh, my co-founder now, Justin Sky. Um, it's called Spans. It was more of a startup. I joined his startup, but this is because like uh, I've been involved to some startups um, randomly here and there. And then uh, when you're part of those community of like the, of people who who's trying to build something, um, I think um, there's always like words of mouth of like, hey, you need a developer. Uh, you have an idea. You need a develop developer. Like uh, I might know a guy. And then uh, my name probably came up with. Um, during some of those conversations. So Justin, Justin at the time, he had a partner called, his name is Pavel and Pavel knows me. And since Pavel knows, I, I do a lot of like startup stuff. Um, he called me, hey, you wanna join me? I was like, yeah, sure. And so by the time that wasn't the only startup that I had, I had a bunch of other things. So I think if I have to count, I have probably at least 10 plus startups project that I have. Some of them actually just a project that died um, a month later, <laughs> some could last longer years, um, and then uh, and and a bunch of freelance work as well. And the thing about like all these startups project that I did, um, most of them are for free. It's as in like I'm not getting paid. Um, it's bootstrap, um, and I don't mind because like uh, to me the the fun thing about like doing those is actually the learning. Right. I get to learn a lot of things, and and some of the learning that I did, this is probably like the stuff I wish I knew, <laughs> is picking the right partner. It's very hard. It's like um, I have to go through so many different iterations of different type of partners, and also the the composition of the founding team is also very important um, because I had once I had like a, a, a team of like seven developers, <laughs> nobody knows anything about the business or marketing. That's also not good. Um, but the more importantly, you want a founders, you want a partners who have the same level of energy, because like if I'm working a hundred hours a week, um, and if my partner only works like four hours a week, right. I don't know. I, I, I don't like that. Um, and that, that will demotivate, people like um, those type of thing right and then there's also a partner who are who don't want to get their hands dirty or who don't want to wear multiple different hats the thing about startups is it's there's so many things to do like um, even with three partners like I, I have two other partners with three people it's 
it's still not enough. Like, uh, there's still so many things to do. So what all the partners can do is actually learn a little bit of like a skill to fill in the gaps. Like for example, who's going to do the, the bookkeeping? Like if, if nobody uh, raised their hands, then like, uh, yeah, not good. It, or for example, in early days, there's always more development to it. So I'm blessed. Like for example, my partner, not Justin, Justin, uh, Justin Sky, like um, he would just like, hey, uh, teach me coding, right? And then uh, I will help you. So those are the type of partner you want, like the partner who understand that we're all in this together, like the faster we, we prove that we have a product market fit, fit the better. Like, um, it's, it's not like, oh, you do you, you do me, because like, I, this is what I do the best, but like uh, try to even out the scale gaps because there's a lot of gaps when you start um, <clears throat> um, starting a company. Yeah, that's amazing. So what, what I took from that is uh, do instead of think, right? So a lot of that is just get involved, learn and make mistakes. You, you talked about failing fast. I, I like what you said about uh, learning fast. Like it's not really failing. It's just it's just learning uh, a lot along the way. And then uh, also the uh, composition of the partner. So figuring out like what, what are the compliments? Uh, it sounds like I think that's a great way to put it where it's the energy level, where it's not necessarily like you're the business, you're the tech guy. But what I heard was the 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 business person learn coding, right? And so that he could help out. And then maybe the tech guy learned to do the bookkeeping or whatever, right? Just to kind of help. And and as long as there's people who to cover off each other's uh, gaps and, and there was willingness to kind of help this succeed, that was really kind of the, the, the recipe for success. So um, so talk to us a little bit about kind of the the, the, the early days of, of starting it up. So, so now that you've found a couple of partners that, that you really want to uh, kind of um, start with, start something with, uh, talk about Rose Rocket, and, and I, and I uh, understand that you, you got into YC, Y Combinator, which for those that are uh, familiar with the startup world is probably one of the, the like, it's the Harvard of, of, of from a startup uh, perspective. So talk to us a little bit about that. And then, um, yeah, a, a little bit of, of some of the maybe key milestones uh, and, and hopefully some of the, the challenges along the way, because a lot of people talk about the successes, but it's hard work, right? It's a lot of challenging stuff along the way. Um, so what, what, what is some of that journey? Yeah. Um, so when we first started, I mean, like, um, you know what, before Rose Rocket, there was another company, uh, it's called Freight Next. Um, I wasn't actually part of the founding team there or, or the founding, uh, yeah, the founding team. Uh, but, uh, basically I was the, the first engineer type of, uh, employee. so, um, during that time, I was actually kind of already, if you, um, maybe like without without the title founder, is is I'm already kind of treated as a founder. Mm. I'm already part of the company, uh, and what happened there is like we weren't doing well, um, and we had to go like uh, no paycheck for one and a half year. And this is the part why I said like um, I'm kind of already a founder because like when they told me that I they, they're not gonna be able to pay me, like basically Justin told me. Hey, dude, sorry, no more money. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here. Right? <laughs> it is, I'm okay with that. Um, and you know what? Luckily, like, I have some cushion in the bank because um, before I joined Freight Next, um, before uh, Freight Next in the year before Rose Rocket, uh, I was, I was uh, at Viva Systems. So Viva System um, went public uh, a year before I joined Freight Next. Uh, and Justin actually already called me a year before that, like basically before they went IPO. 
So Justin called me, hey, you want to join me? Like, uh, I'm starting a new company. I met this like uh, gentleman named Justin Bailey. Um, he was from, uh, uh, he was he used to be like a freight broker for like a couple, uh, several years. And then now he wants to start like a technology company, um, building something for um, brokerage or trucking companies. Um, so, uh, but at the time I was like, hmm, very interested because at the time I was like already super bored at Diva system. Uh, <laughs> okay. I uh, literally bored as in like, a, I, I, I'm always like driven by growth and I felt like I'm not growing. I already did a lot of like freelance projects or projects on the side, but still like I felt like I could do more. And mm -hmm. when Justin asked me that, like, yes, I'm in. But, but let me cash out some, some of the stock options that I have. <laughs> It's not. Uh, I want. I won't be able to cash out everything, but at least like something, so that I have cushion in the back. Right. <laughs> so that came handy. Uh, it was crazy as well. If I, if I think about it, like those stock options today, if I if I calculate it, it's probably almost like a million dollar. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm okay. Like, see, these are the type of things that I do. I don't think too much. I I was kind of driven by what I think I, what I want, which is growth, which is learning and having like all these chaos and fun doing a startup stuff. <laughs> uh, so I'm sold, even though I have to, I have to let go so many, so much different, uh, so, so much money. So uh, that's what I did. And then I have some question, Justin told me like, uh, not gonna be able to pay me, I'm fine. Um, and I let that saving drain. Um, and uh, it was tough. That was the tough moment where basically I went into debt. Um, it was tough. Justin had to go drive Uber. Um, I I have to like find some odd jobs out there, like just some freelance uh, freelance work I found on TGG or something. I just started to like calling my friends. Hey, do you have like work for me? Do you have like work for me? Right. <laughs> uh, luckily, like some of those like gave some work for me. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that was the tough time. We were hurt financially big time and at one point we told ourselves like this is it like um let's shut this down but at the end of that journey we we learned so much about the industry what works what didn't work and then we we saw some white space on the uh, um kind of like still in the freight freight ecosystem but uh more on the brokerage sites mm. uh, so I think some uh, there's a broker brokerage company came to us basically uh, asking us to build a modern software for them, and they're paying us some amount of money. I forgot what that is, uh, but definitely not enough to even like pay our uh, our company debt. <laughs> All right. Uh, let alone just to like uh, pay us again. Um, so uh, we took that money and then naively we were like, okay, you know what? Let's let's do this again. And then, but we all like told ourselves. But we gotta promise ourselves. Um, if let's say by next year um, we didn't get into YC, or we can we couldn't raise money, then that's it. Like we, we just have to go back to find full time job, and that's it. Ready. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, we gave it a try, um, and early day again. Like we we tried to find more customers. We couldn't find any customers. It was tough. Uh, uh, the product that we're building um, over time, we figured out that if I, if we have to compete with the other like similar product in the market, it will take us probably at least five years to build it up. Right. So right. So we don't we didn't stand a chance against like all these like existing players. Um, so YC 
basically start starting to uh, accept applications or we applied for it. We put a lot of work into like preparing ourselves for, for YC. We do mock interview. We we uh, we try to find like our fellow YC founder uh, YC founders um, or al alumni uh, in Ryerson. Uh, we found like uh, this guy Chris Nguyen. He he was from Ryerson. He had like a, a startup who's pretty successful as well. Um, he coached us on like how to do the interview. He reviewed our like application, um, and yeah, luckily like uh, they called us for interview. We flew to uh, San Francisco uh, or the Valley. Uh, we did the interview, um, and we got in. Um, it was it was awesome. It was amazing because it's kind of like new breath of air after like almost like two years of not getting paid and like suffering <laughs> and all those things. Uh, and then, um, so YC happened, uh, we went there for like three months um, and good thing like they, they, they gave us some seat money. So we were able to like, just breathe a little bit, um, but still, still pretty hard because like we still don't have a product market fit. We still can't sell anything. Um, but after YC, we raised more money um, and we came back to Toronto, uh, built the team. Um, still, I think a year after that, it was still hard. We closed some customers, they churned because they, they think that, oh, cool, you guys are building the future of like uh, PMS, transportation management system. Is that, that is the other side that we're building. Um, and whenever like they, they they like the idea uh, of like something disruptive, something more modern, but then the time when the time they have to use the software, they started, okay, this is not working out. You okay. guys missing so many things and they churn, churn, churn. And then um, I think like we're starting to get some, some good, uh, some good customers and some, some good revenue probably on our, Third year, I would say second. No, not second year. Yeah, I would say like uh, probably second year. Yeah, second, second, third year. Even though at second year it's still hard because like there's still a lot of churn. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough. <laughs> I mean, really even until today, it's tough. It's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. I think that's probably a whole episode on its own where we talk about the whole YC experience and even the startup is probably multiple episodes, but uh, yeah, I think that, that that's amazing. So, so right now, uh, I love if you can share kind of a high level of what is your, uh, your swipe, the stuff I wish on you earlier for any points in time. I know you shared a little bit about that, um, but just to kind of close off and then uh, what are some of the future aspirations for, for, for Rose Rocket and, and, and yourself? Uh, and um, yeah, hopefully folks can reach out to you if, if, if uh, they're, they're interested in learning more, um, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please. I mean, like, uh, I, I like um, helping new entrepreneurs. So if there's anybody, sometimes like you, you want to learn about like uh, building a startups or something like that, like once a while, I, I accepted some random people on my LinkedIn and it's just helped <laughs> them out. Uh, <laughs> I just like doing that. So um, yeah, anybody who, who wants, who's interested, like I'm, um, uh, try your luck. Um, invite, uh, send an invite on me on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I wouldn't. I would say I wouldn't change anything, even though if I knew those things uh, back in the day, because like I think those are all the mistakes that I did, did back there back then kind of lead to where I am right now. But if I have to, if if I have to, if I have to pick like the, the stuff that I wish I knew back then. That that one of them is probably that uh, finding the right business partner. 
uh, thing is important, uh, but also at the same time, it's hard because you have to kind of have to go through that journey. You yeah. might be able to like figure out, oh yeah, I might it might it might work out with this guy, but then like the thing about like uh, knowing your founder is like after you work for a year, then that that's when you know whether you you like him or not. <laughs> uh, uh, and how to say no? I think that's okay. Very important skill that I I'm still trying to learn. I think naturally I just like pleasing people. Um, so I'm kind of ashamed to admit that I'm kind of like a people pleaser uh, naturally, but um, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> uh, so just how to say no. Uh, part of the reason why I also have so many different like projects uh, that I did is because I also don't know how to say no. I just <laughs> say yes all the time. <laughs> But then again, see, like I wouldn't change that. Like if I if I know how to say no back then, maybe I will say no to Justin Sky, and then I Rose Rocket will never happen. Right. Um, and then I think another one is there are many ways to do um, to do what you want to do. Like for example, for me, music, it doesn't have to be um, how you make your living from. Um, right. But thankfully, I was forced out to make that decision by my dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, now that I know, like uh, I could still become a musician uh, at the end of the day. Like I just don't need to be the one that uh, for me making money. Uh, and the last one, I think um, life is gray. It's just like it's all about like finding middle ground, um, finding what works today, but it might not work tomorrow and knows the, uh, the pros and cons, the consequences and um, and just be responsible for all those things, right? Um, I think that would be all the sweet tea. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's amazing. So I, I think uh, that's a lot of useful information. Again, each one of these are probably <laughs> episodes on, on their own. Um, so uh, yeah, the folks want to, want to reach out, we'll add your kind of probably your LinkedIn information uh, and uh, take your chance to reach out and, and ho hopefully you'll get a response. And if not, then don't worry about it. Reach out and try someone else because <laughs> I'm sure there's someone else that, that's there to help. But uh, thanks so much, Alex, for, for sharing your story. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Thank you, Luke. Take care. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.